0: Hey everybody, how are you all doing? Welcome to another edition of Goodbyes to Jason, the Broadminds and More podcast. This uh, this episode today is all about a conversation that I had with my grandmother, who's been who finally passed away at 8:47 a.m. today, uh, December 5th. Um, you know, she's been. I said my goodbyes the other day on Monday, and. uh you know, it's, I, I've been very lucky to have had grandparents that I've been able to understand and rely, and learn about my story. And, uh, the conversation that's going to be following this introduction is pretty much for my for my family and anyone who ever knew my grandmother. Her name was uh, Christina Baraja, and. Uh, She's 91 years old, almost hit 92. You know, her birthday is going to be in a month. So, uh, you know, uh, for my family, I recorded this conversation a year ago when Grandma was in the hospital for a few days, and uh, just a little bit about our, our, you know, our story, conversations, and our talk, and so on and so forth. So, this is for you all. You can hear her voice whenever you want. Uh, you know, and uh, that's all i got to say. So uh, thank you all for those who are just my regular listeners. It's just a conversation with my grandma a year ago. And yeah, we will take care. All right?
1: Bye. Because I told, when I, last time I talked to her, she said that Roki doesn't drive anymore. He takes the Uber and uh, she said he, They one, one of them robbed him, beat him up, so then he took to the car that drives them. There's no driver in the car.
2: Really?
1: What is it? They no. have it here. dial ride No, not, that, not dial-a-ride
2: car that drives... It's
1: one of those new Fandangles.
2: Hmm. Like
1: It's like Uber.
2: It's like Uber, but it has no driver?
1: Yeah. It drives by itself.
2: Really? I automatic. never heard of that.
1: automatic. I didn't unless, know that... I'm, unless I am mistaken Alicia when she told me. Mm. So that, that's what he... Because he don't drive anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am... Um... I'm really interested and happy that I've gotten connected with that part of the family.
1: They're all all up in their years. Except for the the second cousins and the third cousins.
2: Well, my generation of cousins, yeah, I've gotten to know them. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's, uh... It's interesting to get to know them and their way of oh, yeah. life.
1: Oh they, they did. I think, uh, uh, Carlos's wife, that was, uh, Carlos was the youngest. There was only two boys, uh, Ricardo is mm-hmm. the oldest and Carlos was the youngest. Carris is the one that fell in the hot oil and died. Oh, really? He was only—he must have been in his late twenties or early thirties. He
2: fell in oil.
1: He fell into yeah. They made—they tan leather. They made no. They made uh, soap. Oh. So they would buy all the fat, and they would cook it it. Made it into soap, bar soap. Mm-hmm. That's it's funny how were. fat works that Anyhow, way, huh? There was an accident at, uh, 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 what is that called? I forget what they called it. Because they had their own business. They worked for Rocky. Rocky would go out and, and get orders for them, and they would manufacture the, the soap bar to wash, the, they used that to wash their clothes. And anyhow, something happened to the big broiler that, not, it's, it's like, a, you know, something happened to the kettle. And there was a malfunction, so he had to go in and something about the, the, the chains that held the kettle. Of how he slipped and fa- fell in the hot grease, and it, it killed him instantly. Oh wow! And he was on—he was in his late end of his twenties or the very beginning of his 30s. Oh wow! So his wife was, uh, and the son, rookie, took care of them a long time and then she wanted to come to the United States because uh, the son couldn't get a job so they came and because she was uh, had a, a permanent alien card going back and forth she could mm-hmm. come anytime because she was legally here So she kept her card, so then she decided. So the last time I heard, they were up in in Reno, living in Reno, and that was Leticia and Raul. That's with his son. They only had one boy. Uh They only had one child, and his son was named Raul. Mm -hmm. But the rest of them one uh, the rest of them lived in Kijuana near sunnyside, you know near the border mm. on this side and then some lived on the other side.
2: So if you don't mind me asking, how did you how did you meet Tata? I'm, I'm just curious. Uh,
1: he came as a barcero. When his contract expired, he left and he stayed here. He was supposed to go. They were supposed to take him back. Mm -hmm. But he left the camp, and he stayed here, and he went to Modesto, and that's where he lived. He worked in the cannery in Modesto, and that's when he met up with Ronnie's mother. She was married, but her husband was in the Navy, and she worked at the cannery, too, and they had a pair, but he said he never wanted to marry her. I said, well, why didn't you guys have a baby then you didn't want? So then her husband got discharged from the Navy, and Dad says, I'm leaving for Desto. He says, I'm not going to marry you, so don't even think about it. Getting a divorce. And so then he came to Lodi and he worked in the grapes, picking grapes, that's what he worked in. And so Mother had room and board for the ex braceros because they come to Lodi, they worked in the grapes, they worked in the cherries.
2: And were they staying in the house? After
1: the grapes. In, in, uh, in, at the end of September or the first of October, they would go to Washington and work in the Apples, but then when they finished and there was no more work in the winter time, they came back to live in mother's and room and board. Mother gave them room and board. And was that in the house
2: that you used to live uh, in?
1: That was over there on Rockford Street. Okay. Mother had a big, big house. Hmm. And she had. Let's see. She had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, get ten, ten.
2: Ten men to take care of.
1: Boarders that lived there, and she had oh, twenty about twenty. <coughs> 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 Twenty about fixing lunch, bagging lunch for them, and giving them dinner. And so that's how mother supported us.
2: And how? And you met Tata through?
1: And I met your dad there.
2: Or you met Tata there?
1: Yeah, he, he lived as mother's supported.
2: <coughs> what was <coughs> what was he like when he was young?
1: Oh, he was a happy-go-lucky guy.
2: Was he outgoing?
1: Huh? very outgoing.
2: Was he very talkative?
1: <laughs> he was talkative, even in his old age.
2: He talked all the time?
1: He would, <coughs> <coughs> he would go <coughs> to the bars. I wouldn't go to the bars. Forget it. You go by yourself. I'm not going to go with it be with all you drunks. And he would dance and put a glass of beer on his head, dance, that's how they got named him Chicago. And oh God, he was,
2: Something else. Something. So so would you say you were the quiet, calm one and he was the?
1: He was the happy-go-lucky dance and everything. But he never had enough affair with any of the women, and they were after him. He said, no, he says, I got my chicken at home. He would always say, I got my chicken at home. He wanted me to go, but I, could, I, I wasn't raised that way. I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, but I was gonna be sitting there on a hump. Oh. I said, know, you go by yourself, I'm not gonna go. And, oh, Chicago, 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 they clap and he would, oh, dance and get on top of the bar and dance up there. Oh, they were the big guy. And
2: you learned Spanish from Tata? Huh? You learned how to speak Spanish because of Tata?
1: A little bit. A little bit? Because I remember you... Sp- he, he, I taught him, he learned English, he had to, because I didn't speak very much Spanish. Because I remember you speaking Spanish
2: uh, when I was a kid, a lot to him.
1: uh, I knew how to say dish, spoon, but to make a conversation. My mother never taught us. We always answered her in English. Hmm. My dad was dead. I was nine years old when he died. And then after me came John younger younger only Lou Pat Joe and Bob were the oldest ones because mm. I was dying and there were two years apart me and John were only 18 months apart we were the closest and even we as we were growing up we were very close we would even walk together to high school in the when we he was in high school. He'd walk with me. We'd walk together. The guys would come and say, Is that your girlfriend? He'd, no, that's my sister. Your sister, What are you walking with her? he would walk with me every day. And
2: so what was uh what was Tata's parents like? Oh, they were because I hear from-
1: His father was all business, very quiet. And boy, when he said something, you sit up and listen. And the mother was a little bit more easier and not as strict as the father. See,
2: Alicia tells me he was such a an kind and nice man all the time. He is. And she was
1: He was quiet. And she was, was
2: she was very friendly. She said that she was nice he was quiet. and caring. Oh quiet. no, I'm talking about his mother.
1: Oh, the mother. Uh her name was Josefina. They used to call him Happy, Happy. Mhm. It was short for Josephine. Yeah. But they always called her Mama Petit, Mama Petita. Petita. Mm-hmm. They would always call her Pepita. Baba Pepita.
2: Mm-hmm. And was he close I to his parents? what
1: they used to call the dad. Papi? They probably called him Papa Pepe. Papi? Peppy. Peppy? Because his name was... Uh, Joe, his name was Jose.
2: Oh, great-grandfather? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh,
1: your da- your, your
2: Tata's name was Joe. Yeah, he
1: was, he's junior. Oh. Okay. Tata junior. And his dad was
2: Was junior. Tata the oldest?
1: No. Tata was, let me see, one, two, three, four. Tata was one of the, the last of the youngest, it was. was Tata, Alfonso, Rocky. He was the last of us. There were three boys. There was Henry, uh, Alfonso, and Rocky, and Dad. They were the youngest. The other ones were the oldest, uh, Marco Aurelio, uh, Marcos, and there was Marcos, uh Did he have sisters? The one that looked like your dad. Oh, uh, Marco Aurelio. There was three, there was ten of them. Oh, the two girls, they had two girls. There were eight boys and two girls. Do you remember their names? Uh, One was Mary Louise, and the other one was, uh, she passed away by the time I went to Mexico. She passed away at church at 20 20 something years old. She had a heart attack. Oh, wow. That's what ran in the Barajas family, heart attacks yeah heart, heart problems there was Henry died of a heart uh, heart attack uh, sister died of a heart attack uh, the, the grandson died of a heart attack
2: so heart disease runs there in the family
1: three died of heart attacks
2: so heart disease runs in the family yeah. That's interesting because... And the blood
1: pressure ran in our family. High blood pressure. Hypertension, what is it called? Hypertension? Ran in our family. And gallstones.
2: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, a year and a half, two years ago, I went in the hospital because of a heart problem.
1: Of a heart problem? Mm-hmm. It runs in the, the Barrohas family?
2: Um, five years ago, I had my gallbladder removed.
1: Yeah. Gallbladder no. runs in, in the. Well, but you know I what? It ran you, in my mother's side. Yeah. You know what gallbladder is from? Had, Bad diet. My, my, and stress. Yeah. George had a gallbladder attack, had his taken out. Becky had his taken out. Yolanda had her taken out. That's funny. David was fine. Mm hmm. Your dad was fine, he never, just the two, David and and your dad were the only ones that still got their gallbladder. Mm -hmm. But I think when David had his appendix, they operated him on his appendix and it burst in the doctor's hand, I'm not sure if they took out his gallbladder
2: Mm, it's, but the pe- the appendix is not attached
1: to the gallbladder, but, but uh, my, your dad has well, did have gallbladder.
2: My dad tells me that he has uh, prostate issues.
1: Yes, Stephen has prostate. Uh, David has prostate troubles. Your dad has prostate trouble. I think the only one that doesn't have it is George. Mm. it's a part of your eating Uh, it really
2: is it has a lot to do with your eating your minerals in your body Um, I learned so much lately about health uh, prostate heart, lungs hypertension, anxiety how they're all related you know like what helps me with a lot of things I deal with like whether it be anxiety or depression yeah um I've learned to meditate. I learn. I have a routine in the morning. I get up at 4.30 in the morning to go work out. I go do the gym.
1: Do I you g- know your dad? You never believe it, but your dad is religious. Is he? Yes he is. He believes in his Catholic faith.
2: Yeah. I've know? been taking Bella to to St. Bernadette's.
1: Oh, you've been taking her there?
2: Ever since she got her first communion, I've taken her. Oh, good. That's my agreement. I, I mean, I've I've gone into different Christian churches.
1: Uh-huh.
2: But what I've come to find out after all my experience They're with them... They're all
1: right. Everyone is okay because they all believe in God. They just have different interpretations.
2: Yeah, well, my my understanding is... One that stays different from them all. Being Catholic, I've never heard a Catholic talk bad about another faith. Never. Oh. Never heard them say What's anything this? about Mormons or
1: Pentecostals
2: it's, or Baptists. It's
1: a sin. Yeah, it is. It's a sin. So they don't that's and why you
2: don't do it. What I like about the Catholic Church is is I've been learning this thing called they call it the mass uh what is it, uh Laws of attraction, which they call really the laws of love, and those same laws work in the same with the way that Catholics believe a lot in in a lot of ways.
1: Um, But you know what, the 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 Protestants too. Yeah, they're very kind. Mm -hmm. They're very helpful. They're not prejudiced. The ones that are prejudiced are the what do they call them? The Holy Rollers.
2: Pentecostals, yeah, oh. and, and Baptists. Not that I'm trying to say it to be mean, but, but
1: they believe in God. Yeah, but it's their state, talking tongues, and ooh.
2: they look like a bunch of That's banshees okay. jumping around. Yeah,
1: they they believe, All
2: right.
1: in the, in God. For
2: 45 years, you know what's taught me huh. is that this is what I get out of the real what the Bible really says. Love rules over everything. Everything. Love rules over being right. That's right. Love rules over being wrong. Love sets you free. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
2: Love lets you live. Yeah. And this is the hard part. Like, me and Adriana split up a couple months ago. And uh, I lied to her about some things, some important financial things. And she doesn't trust me right now but what i learned from this situation was i love her so much i respect her uh, her decision and i also respect god's rules uh, and i love her with being inside the rules because she's still married and oh. she and she's getting a divorce and that's our pro, some of our problems is that she says i'm too emotional I say her hands are still tied. Yeah. And it's painful to be separate, but what I learned from it, and I I learned this from my dad and I learned this from Tata, I learned this one common thing. My dad inadvertently always taught me, never talk bad about, he never talked bad about my mother. Yeah. Never. That's true. Never, never, never hate. He's all. Me and your mom may not be together, but I I don't hate her, and but you
1: don't hate her. He doesn't hate her.
2: No. And I may get angry with her sometimes.
1: It's natural. But to get
2: angry. Yeah, but he says that. But
1: you say I love you, mom. Yeah. Yeah. We have and, our arguments. And. But we love. I love you.
2: Yeah, but no matter what I've been through with Adriana. Um. I love her no matter what. Uh-huh. And that's my heart part. I've dated a lot of different women.
1: Yeah.
2: And they've come and gone. But I realized what split me apart from many of them. And I pray that God will grant me the opportunity to for us to reconcile. But if
1: God doesn't, you still... Love her, yeah. It's just you just can't be together. It's not meant to be.
2: Yeah, and I understand that. And what I've learned is that no matter gain or lose, forgive her,
1: forgive her for whatever. Yeah, they do. You love her as she is, good or bad. That's the love.
2: Yeah, and uh, you know, no matter what. I, this is what I also I learned from dad and Tata. Never keep track of wrongs.
1: Never say, well, you did this.
2: Man. Yeah. Tata would always say, when I remember sometimes you guys would get in arguments when I was a little kid. And he'd be mad. And we'd be out in the backyard and he'd sit in the lawn chair. and Yeah. Maybe I'll, I just hear him that, hey, Hey, Miko. And he's all, I love your grandmother.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and and he would never say anything bad. And he's like, and then he would tell me straight, straight to my face. He would say, uh, "Never keep track of wrongs. Yeah, no matter what, they will keep tra- track of of wrongs with you. Mm-hmm. They will remind you every day. Uh-huh. But if you really love them, you keep no track of wrongs. That's
1: right.
2: And you
1: don't hold grudges.
2: You know, I think that's the difference between Adrian and everyone I've ever been with. Oh I keep no record of her wrongs. Yeah. Well, and, w- and when you we should. and when we fight, she's easy to bring up all mine. <laughs> but I thought they used to say that he's all you gotta watch out for these women from Guadalajara yeah, there. You never, you
1: never yeah. show up the past.
2: All right. Never, and, um,
1: never
2: coming down. I, you know what I remember most about Tata is like. He would be always a snappy dresser, even on his off days.
1: Uh-huh.
2: I remember when he used to come in. The house, no, he wouldn't even. He would come in the house, drop the lunch pail, and his shower. You would have his shower stuff ready, and out in the back room, shower. and he would take a shower, and he wouldn't come in, until he was clean. He
1: was clean, yeah.
2: And you know what? That's
1: what the way your dad was. I mean, your grandfather was.
2: And still to this day, I don't go to bed. This is from what I learned from him. I never go to bed dirty.
1: Duh, yeah.
2: I sweat a lot from doing my yeah, work for, or whatever.
1: For being out. Know?
2: Yeah, but I've always learned to go to bed clean. Clean,
1: that's right. Because I remember well, used dad to see was him. Very, very. He wouldn't come dirty, and he would. Leave his lunch bill on the table or on the counter. Turn around. All his clothes, and I would have his clothes and his towel out in the shower out there in the garage. He takes a shower, gets all dressed, puts clean clothes on, gets dressed, go in the house, fold his work clothes his pants, his shirt, his his shoes, his socks—they're all folded by the side of his, where he slept. So when he got up in the morning, all he had to do was put the clothes, his work clothes on, go in the kitchen, make his coffee, sit down, drink his coffee, and read the paper. And then at six o'clock, he would come to the door and say, mama, it's time to get up, six o'clock, because he would get up at 4.30.
2: That's so weird because I get up at 4.30 every day.
1: And his, your grandfather in Mexico get up at 4 o'clock all the time. And he would go in his kitchen and the coffee was already made go in the kitchen and get his coffee, go in the dining room, take out his book, make out his figures, how much he was going to buy beef because they they sold beef, Mm -hmm. how much that he wanted Marcus, the oldest son, how much to buy for pork because they had beef and pork. Mm -hmm. They would buy the livestock. The Dad had to go on the train and and the livestock. And, oh, he hated that. That's why he ran away. He ran away because he didn't like that. The, the, they had to do, the, his dad said, you do this, they can't say no, I don't want to. And then another job dad had to do is when they slaughtered the, the animals, dad had to be there because it Dad wasn't there, the workers would steal like the menudo, the tripas, certain parts. Mm-hmm. They would steal it. I believe it. So, Dad had to go uh, 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 and your supervise. And my had to go and be there and watch him, make sure that. Do you nobody still took have
2: that black and white picture of his parents?
1: Yeah, I still have it you want it
2: when you're ready
1: okay you could
2: have it if you want it yeah um, one of the, some of the things I know I remember about Tata a lot was uh how snappy of a um, mm-hmm. dresser he was yeah. I remember him seeing on Saturdays or Sundays, especially Sundays, and he would comb his hair back. This is before his hair went all white. I remember the year that that happened. That. It, remember, it was, it was just all black,
1: uh-huh.
2: and then one year it went completely all
1: white? That's when he got, uh, well, that's when he got a diabetes.
2: Oh, was he diabetic also?
1: Yeah, but he, he was. Uh, he got, he, the doctor put him on a strict diet. He got rid of it. As long as he didn't eat sweets, he would have a sweet, but only
2: a. But he amount. would drink beer.
1: So his his diabetes, kind of rested. It never went up, but it never went down. Mm and he watched what he had a strict diet. He took pills for, I think, two years and then he didn't have to take them anymore because his, his sugar, his diabetes stopped, stabled. It didn't go up, it didn't go down.
2: That's why I exercise and now I'm starting to, I'm because gonna- he, he
1: worked, he worked, his work was a lot of exercising yeah. lifting and it that helped him a lot.
2: I noticed when he had to stop working, he got really sad.
1: Yeah, because he didn't have no hobby. That's what thats what killed him. He didn't have no hobby, so what would he do? Mm. Get up in the morning, have his breakfast, go to the bar, jabber, talk, laugh, and joke around, and, he liked to kind of be the center of the show.
2: He was a Boy, great, that sounds familiar.
1: That was a great... That show.
2: sounds like a lot like me.
1: <laughs> he liked to be the, the center. And, there his, and everybody liked him because he was outgoing, he was friendly, he was never mean to anybody. He got along with everybody, and they liked him. And so they, they're the ones that put Chicago, hey, Chicago, mm-hmm. hey, Chicago. And then you start dancing and oh,
2: they'd clap. I, and remember, I remember as a little boy, like, that, I, I don't know why, why this was different about me than any of my brother and sister growing up, but I remember coming as a little boy and my mom would drop us off And the first thing I did, I don't know if it was because I was trained this way or I just did I came in, I gave you a kiss and a hug. Hi, Grandma, how you doing? And then you would tell me your dad's not here or your dad's in the room asleep. And Tata's out in the backyard. And I remember some of Tata's friends, they'd have those. Remember the old kind of aluminum lawn chairs? Yeah. That had that plastic. Had
1: that plastic,
2: yeah. Or it was, I don't know, it was plastic and some kind of other material. It was
1: plastic, uh striped uh,
2: strips yeah yeah and he'd be out there with his friends and the radio and I remember going and sitting out there with him because my dad would be asleep and you'd be cooking something or you'd tell us I don't want any kids in the house go play outside and um, I remember sitting down next to him and Jay and Slugger would be like hey let's go take off well, I don't have a bike, and so oh we'll give you a ride, and then I would just be like oh it's okay, yeah. and then Jay and Slugger would be, um, oh we got is it Friday we get our allowance?
1: Yeah, Dad would give them their allowance every yeah, day.
2: and and I didn't know what allowance was. I never had allowance, and so Tata always had a lot of change in his pockets, and he would give them whatever. And they take gave,
1: it gave them, their allowance was one dollar. Yeah. But in those days That was a lot man, they had bags of candy.
2: Yeah, and I remember remember the blue Cadillac? Yeah. So when Jay and Slugger would take off and he'd say, I Miko, I love you. Let's go. And I'm like, where are we going? And he'd take me to get Ice cream. Uh-huh. Remember when the old that one street, all those Asian markets used to be. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: We that, go to this Chinese store and we get sometimes snow cones or ice cream there.
1: That was the uh, Okazaki. Yeah. Uh,
2: that
1: was the.
2: Uh, I remember seeing all these jars of ancient medicines o- and things uh-huh, or yeah. whatever.
1: That was, that was that just was around the corner.
2: Yeah and. Sometimes we'd go there, or sometimes we'd go downtown Lodi to the ice cream parter. I can't remember where. Or he'd no, he would take us to A uh-huh. and W, too. And
1: there he would take them to what was that?
2: The I think it was store, called Lord's Lodi Ice Cream on the
1: Corner, where we lived on Lodi Avenue.
2: Oh, the one that was.
1: What was this? Well, anyhow, I, I don't remember. I maybe. remember Tata's
2: bars. He used to go to the Bumblebee.
1: Uh-huh. That's what he he, he had. Mm-hmm. But you know, when he had his first heart attack, he was he was in the union, and they were picketing. But he wasn't retired yet. Mm-hmm. That was his first... Because he, he had a heart attack before.
2: Oh, really? Uh,
1: yeah. But it didn't leave him no disabilities. Dr. Cowler got him over. He got him well. No disabilities. And he went back to work and was fine. He could go back to work. The doctor told him that he was all right. What, what did it to your dad, where it made him sick, was when he retired. He didn't have nothing to do, so every day he would go to the bar and he would drink, drink, not hot liquor, beer. I
2: remember that.
1: He would drink his beer. So at noontime, he would come home, he would eat something, and then he would go to bed. But working in the foundry, and him having already one heart attack, working in the foundry, it affected his lungs too.
2: Yeah, all that soot and whatever.
1: Dad dad died with, his symptoms was uh, arrhythmia, something, arrhythmia heart attack. Mm -hmm. His second one was, uh, what is it, lung cancer.
2: Mm-hmm. I remember he had cancer. I Were were you there when he passed away?
1: Yeah, I was at the hospital, St. Joseph.
2: You were Geronda talking or sitting next to him, or was he asleep?
1: Gervonta was there, Becky was there, and I was there.
2: Was he asleep, was he or asleep? was he awake?
1: No. He didn't know anything anymore. I know he said... Gordita, I want some chow mein. And Yolanda says, I'll buy a dad, but dad didn't recognize her. Mm. Dad said, I want some Chinese food. <laughs> so Yolanda went to get Chinese food. By the time she got back and went in there to give it to him, passed away. Mm. He
2: Man, I can't tell you how many...
1: But he was was there.
2: He had so many conversations with me in the backyard. He'd always tell me, Mijo, don't do this. Your dad loves you. And when I would see my dad go out and uh, not really pay much attention to me because my dad figured, oh, I'm with my cousins. No big deal. Yeah.
1: No, you know why? Because he was on drugs.
2: Yeah, and... I remember seeing Tata used to just glare at him when he was- And he didn't know. And the funny thing about Tata was that when my, da- my dad would try to do whatever he could so he didn't have to walk by him. By him. Because if Tata got, saw him.
1: But it never dawned on him. I had to tell dad, because he got in, Michael at that time left and lived with Jeanette Jeanette Kanagawa, so he stayed with her and his drug habit, somehow your dad got a hold of the credit cards and charged up a whole bunch of stuff to buy his drugs. So dad wrote to Mexico, told Rocky that the money that he had in the bank over there, his inheritance, he needed $3,000 right away. And so what I had to tell him because Jeannette wasn't going to price charges. but uh, what's, what was his name? I forget his name. Her husband was Japanese.
2: I remember he her. Told,
1: uh, he told Jeannette. That money has to be paid by a certain day. So then anyhow, Michael tried to commit suicide, cut his wrist. Jeanette rushed him to the hospital and he told the doctor, let me die. He said, I'm a son of a bitch. I'm a drug addict. I've done good for nothing. And the doctor said, we're here to save lives no matter what you are. And then, because uh, he was, thought he was going to prison and shame Dad. And he knew Dad was very proud. But I told Dad, so he wired a telegram to Rocky, because he put Rocky, combined Rocky with him, so that if he could take money out, Roki could take it out and send it to him. So he said to him, he said, I need my 3000 dollars Roki said to him, but Dad gave the money to Jeanette to pay off the bills. Mm-hmm. And bill, that's what his name. Bill Kanagawa. Bill said, okay, that's fine. I'm not pressing charges. He he paid the bill. He paid off the bill. He said, he could still stay here, but he says, no more funny business. So Michael never took nothing anymore from the house, but then Jeanette got into driving uh, big semis. And was that Jeanette got, or was that
2: Chris- Christy?
1: She got uh, into a bad crowd. I'd start doing things that...
2: Because I remember Jeanette, and then he had another girlfriend. I think her name was Christina. No, Christine. She was in... Her dad owned a trucking business. Oh,
1: that was uh, that was high school.
2: No, it was... I remember dad taking me to this white lady's house, blonde hair, and that she... That was... Uh, It was after after, Cindy, yeah, that's right
1: Cindy Bellhop, Yeah I
2: remember Jeanette Because she had red hair I think She was a bigger woman Yeah And she gave me These stuffed animals Like a A a tiger And a stuffed walrus she was
1: a Counselor for Rehabbing the Addicts Oh Wow That's how Michael met her And I guess she, She took to him Yeah. So she tried to, try to help him, and then.
2: Mom they used were to say, together
1: for a long time.
2: Mom said, told me that that was the woman, she found my dad with. Yeah. On an affair, and. Mom told me some stories, and I most of it I forgot. But
1: he did have an affair with her when, he was married to Missy. The reason why your mother, left dad, I mean your dad, was because you guys, she was living over there where David used to live, right off of uh, I remember
2: living next to Jay.
1: There's that, that an
2: apartment complex one yeah, story, it was yeah. like green.
1: Yeah, they were, that's where, and Michael would take the food stamps and take the stuff and your mother was left alone with no food or anything. So we would take you know, groceries over to her. So your mother got tired. And then one day, I don't know, I should have never said nothing to her, but Melissa got very sick. She, your mother didn't have the money to buy her milk for her so she would give her the nonfat powder milk. I remember that. American. What was, was it?
2: Not Similac, she, it was...
1: M- Melissa got something of the brain.
2: She had water of the brain.
1: Okay. And we took her to a, uh, the doctor on Lodi Avenue. She was a woman that specialized in children. And she got over, the, got Melissa well and I was so angry and I told your mother, if you can't take care of these kids and watch them, I'm going to take them away from you.
2: I remember my mom saying that.
1: I said it in a mean, strict. I wasn't fooling. She knew I wasn't fooling. But I was angry and I said that. So she got scared and thought I was gonna take the kids away, so secretly she moved to Mantica. and We never knew for many years. Her
2: dad died and she got an inheritance and that's how she moved. That's what I found out from my mom.
1: She, what
2: was it? She, my grandfather died and she left. He, he left her an inheritance and so that's the money she used to buy that gray van and move us to Mantica. We her, had a van. We always used to her drive. Dad, her, dad died. her dad died in the 70s. I think I was six. I think you I was six years old.
1: knew your grandfather?
2: I met him once when I was oh, a baby. and the, I've only met my other grandmother maybe three or four so, times.
1: So your mother secretly moved out in the middle of the night Like she moved to home.
2: Yeah. Well, I didn't see dad or you guys until I was nine or eight. I remember that much because. But I know
1: she moved uh, at nighttime, so that we would know. Because he. Because two Dave lived right next door. So David lived, I think, two doors down, and she knew that David would tell us. There's nothing he can do anyway. I mean. No, David never told us. Yeah, I mean, even if he did. But know, you know what, Justin? I was angry. I just said that I would never take the kids away. Mm-hmm. I would never do that. I'm not that heartless. But I was strict and wanted her, but how could she do it when Michael took the food stamps, left you guys without Mom used to tell me,
2: I remember mom told me one time, we were gonna have a really good Christmas and we were living in those apartments and she took us over to see you guys. And Justin was a baby. And she had Christmas presents underneath the tree. My dad wasn't there. She was looking for my dad too, coming over. And um, she told me that Tata gave her a ride home or us a ride home. Yeah. And when she came in, all the presents were gone. Oh my gosh. And what had happened was my dad took all the presents and sold them for drug money. For oh, drugs. And my mom lost it inside. And what I remember was my mom telling me, cause I was the old, aunt, I, she had no one to talk to. She had a friend across the street, which yeah. the big fat lady, I think her name was Patty or Patricia or, I don't know but I I didn't like her she used to watch us she was a pig you know I remember her being sloppy and dirty oh yeah serving food on dirty plates to us and that's why I remember her so well so my mom was like using her to try to figure out how to move so she would watch us while my mom was figuring out where can I go she didn't want to go back to the East Coast yeah because she felt she didn't want to end up like her sisters. Yeah. And she didn't want to take us away from my dad yeah. completely. Because she was, her dad was dying of cancer and she told me that life would be different over there. Mm-hmm. And I so she just- dis-
1: I think your dad was, at that time, with Jeanette.
2: Yeah, he was. He was with Jeanette. I've spent a couple nights at Jeanette's house. I remember because it's right by your house. Yeah. It's like maybe three blocks away. It's on this side of the, I don't know what street that is, but I remember it was like a cottage-style house or Tudor-style. Michael? Yeah, Dad took me over there to show me off to Jeanette. That's how I met her. you're
1: talking about Jeanette. Yeah. Oh, Yeah.
2: He would take me over there, and she had all these stuffed animals in this one room. I remember. And, uh.
1: Yeah, she had a nice
2: house. She did, very nice house. And I couldn't understand, like. And I remember my dad stopped seeing Jeanette all of a sudden. He didn't tell me why. So now you just kind of told me how it happened.
1: Yeah.
2: And then maybe two years later, he
1: met Cindy. Yeah, and he stopped. When he went Cindy. he quit his uh, drugs. Yeah. He took it. He quit his... Um, Heroin? Yeah, yeah, he stopped taking that. But he turned to crack.
2: Yeah. And Dad would ditch me. I would come over because my brother... Something about all three of us couldn't come over at once and your rules were the girls they
1: were much younger you were the oldest
2: yeah and girls couldn't stay with boys
1: yeah
2: that was the rule
1: that was i remember
2: rule. that's why melissa couldn't stay over a lot Uh-huh. and i remember meeting cindy a couple of times uh-huh. like they w- she would come over to pick dad up yeah and i'd ask dad where are you going and he's like oh we're going out. To- i'll be back in a few hours and i wouldn't yeah. see him till sunday
1: yeah because he'd spend the night over there
2: and then I'd when I'd have fun with Jay and Slugger all weekend and see you guys, but he was never around. He never had a connection. No. And he, and he and when Sunday came around, my mom would pick us up around four or three something like that. And my when
1: dad, when you guys, when your dad and, and your mom lived with uh, Mike Hutton, Hi. you went every place with
2: your yeah. Dad. He took me a lot of different three places. Three. Yeah, I remember that.
1: That's where you guys were living over there on Kettleman Lane. Not Kettleman Lane. Hello. Hi. Oh, she's got it. I've over. got. i got my things. I'm yeah, ready. she's got to come over
2: here to do it. Here. Okay. You need me to get out of the way.
1: Oh, no, you don't have to. Move Go the ahead. table. No, oh, here. Yeah, I'll just move the table. You can sit. You can sit anymore. Hi, Brian. Right, how are you today? Oh. I, I think I, I stopped coffee a little bit. Really? I mean, coffee. Yeah, I took care of it. I think about three days ago. Yeah. And you do sound better though, and I heard yeah. you were getting up. Jason, hey, it's Maria. I am so sorry that you lost your grandma. I just saw you live on Instagram, and my condolences. No matter how old people are, it's still so sad when they leave this earth. So I'm really glad that. She got to meet your girls and, um, yeah, cherish the memories. I'll talk to you soon. I hope you're doing well.